Welcome to the High Speed Podcast, the official podcast of the High Speed Alliance, taking you further, faster, together. We are setting our course for freedom and legacy through mastery of business, finance, family, and lifestyle. Welcome to the High Speed Podcast. This is your host, Forrest Bryant, and I am excited. We've got Nathan Brooks on the call today. Nathan, how are you, my friend? I am well, sir. I Thank you so much for having me on today. Well, I, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, we had a great time hanging out in Nashville uh, at our at our recent meeting, and uh, just had a had a really good time uh, visiting with you and, and learning more about you and and, and what you're doing. Um, if you're listening today, uh, thank you for for taking taking your time. Um, it means a lot to us that you're here. Uh, we are helping our clients and our community reach freedom and legacy in their lives, and we're helping them master their business, finances, family, and lifestyle. And so we got a we got a great show today. We're going to be talking about single family homes, and we're going to be talking about wealth creation, and we're going to be talking about long term legacy, and a lot of really cool things. Um, Nathan, I'm, I'm I'm glad to have you on. Nathan Brooks is a uh, single family guy from Kansas City. And uh, he's he's been doing it for 12 years. So he's uh, I, and I, you guys know that I like to I like to work with guys that have been through the cycle. And so uh, so you, you were there and I'm sure we'll we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, we are uh, admittedly um, in the in the longest bull, bull run of our recent history. And, um, you know, a lot of people think that um, we've got some changes coming up down the road. Inevitably, things will go down. We don't know when that's going to be, if it's going to be in six months or 24 months or six years. We really don't know. There's a lot of signs out there that things are changing, but um, uh, inevitably things will change and it's good to uh, have been through that cycle so that you can uh, be in a position to take uh, t- take advantage of it. So Nathan, uh, let me turn it over to you. Let you uh, kind of introduce yourself uh, to, to our listeners and tell them a little bit about your backstory and, and you know how we got from there to here. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you again for having me. And I love how you actually introduced, I I've been on a lot of podcasts and I've never had somebody thank the audience for listening up front. Um, so that's awesome. And I love that. Um, so I, I think, uh, you know, first, you know, I'm Nathan Brooks out of Kansas city. I'm a turnkey guy. My company bridge turnkey investments will do about 150 houses this year out of Kansas city. And uh, we're really focused on just delivering a high, high quality product and, and uh, really bringing along that, that um, service side that's so important, so vital that, you know, it's not just selling the house, it's really that partnership that's important. And man, after being at High Speed Alliance to just, you know, so evident and that's so, so clear in your ethos and your business. And, um, so, you know, for us, we, we've come a long way and, uh, you, you talked about that pre, you know, going through the, the cycle and, uh, I rode the cycle like a, uh, a lot of, of us did and, uh, rode the wave and I, I crashed and burned and, uh, I did go through bankruptcy and I did lose everything basically, uh, financially and, so there's a lot of lessons that come out of those things and a lot of perspective that you just don't, you don't get, uh, not necessarily that I want someone to have to go through it that way. Certainly don't, but you know, uh, so going through that and, and having the experience of sitting at the trustees, you know, table and my wife and I sitting there and, uh, just remembering that there is no way I'm going to do this again. Mm. And, um, and, and then setting, 
you know, and having, there's a lot of lessons to be learned in, in at every stage and in every place that you are as a leader in your business and the leader you are in your household and the leader you are of you and the growth of not just being a business person, but also being a better man, woman, you know? And, um, so I, I, I've really, uh, really thought long and hard about that and, and not only work daily to be a better business owner and investor, but, but also, you know, better leader, better, better, um, dad, husband in, in my own life. Yeah, that's awesome. And I can, I can tell that about you. T- t- uh, tell me about your family, just, just, you know, kind of, you know, high level. And that's, that's a big part of what we do. Um, yeah, absolutely. So I have a beautiful wife, Stacy. Uh, so we have, we'll be actually hitting number 13 here in September, which is pretty cool. And I have uh, two beautiful kids, Colin and Grace, they're eight and five. And, uh, we just recently bought our dream, dream spot. We got 11 plus acres in, uh, South of Missouri, uh, South of Kansas city. And so love hanging out with them. Love, you know, I have a tractor and put a, put a road in on my property and, and, uh, you know, teaching my son to, shoot the BB guns and 22s and just be outside run. We had, we had a wonderful conversation, you and I about hunting. So get my yeah. you know, hunting dog out. So that's a, a really a wonderful thing. It doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter how quote unquote successful you are if you don't do it and have that with your family. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, we have, we have that in common. Well, let's, um, let's go back if you will. Let's, uh, you know, I, I love working with, uh, with, with real estate professionals that, that do have some scars, uh, you know, that it's important to learn. Uh, yeah, I, I have used this. Uh, I don't know that I've said this on the podcast, but I was listening to another podcast recently where there was this young millennial, um, who was telling this story about his portfolio and he's only been investing for about six years and he had half of his portfolio in one single stock. And I just thought, you know, anybody that was investing pre 2007 and eight would never ever have half of their net worth tied up in one single stock. And, you know, it's kind of the same thing with real estate. If you, you know, if you haven't been through that, I mean, we've been on a 10 year run and it doesn't, I mean, everybody has made money in the stock market. Everybody has made money in real estate. Uh, There's so many people that are doing, you know, everybody just thinks they can do no wrong right now. And, you know, if you don't remember those lessons from before, you're, you could be very cavalier and you could be setting yourself up and you could just be charging horns out, you know, right into uh, a a big disaster. So I think it's important to be prudent and be, be cautious, especially when our, uh, you know, simple, simple market cycles, you know, when you're at the top of the cycle, you've got limited upside potential and, and big downside risk. And no matter how much more potential we've got to go, there's still some downside risks there. So take us back to, you know, give us, give us a little bit of that story of the, you know, what were you doing? What were you holding? What was the, you know, were you over leveraged? You know, what, you know, what kind of led to that? And, you know, what, what, what's the lessons that we can learn from your story? Yeah. So, you know, I had gotten into real estate just haphazardly. I'd heard about it, you know, and I read about it and I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I thought it was exciting, you know, and just kind of having that desire, uh, which is important, right? And I, I think anything that you don't have passion about, it's hard to really dive all in. And I'm, I'm naturally an all in kind of guy anyway. So that's, that's my personality. But, um, you know, for me, you know, first day I bought a house about two, and then I went on to buy, you know, a dozen houses in the first year or two. And it was just 
you know, I had no organization. I didn't really understand how to comp properties. I didn't really understand how to run construction. I didn't really understand who I was or what, what I was good at. Um, I just knew I could put stuff together, you know, in words, I've always been good with words and good with communication and negotiating and stuff like that. So, you know, that, that was a benefit, but you know, the downside of this was not having any of the, of the actual intellectual, uh, capacity or knowledge rather, you know, to do it. So, you know, I found myself able to buy houses and putting them together, but you know, I didn't really have, uh, the end result clear. Like, so how am I going to actually run this job? Um, the construction guy that I had quote unquote partnered with was, um, you know, a disaster and going through a divorce and come to find out he would, you know, not show up for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and show up for a handout on Friday. And this just went on for months and months and months and months. And so, you know, I'm hiring like day laborer guys trying to figure out how to do construction on these jobs. And, uh, it was just a complete disaster is the honest answer. Mm. And so, you know, by the time, you know, kind of, I didn't have adequate reserves. I didn't have adequate, you know, liquidity. And so, you know, all that's all that said, and, and by the way, it doesn't matter if you're buying a turnkey house or you're buying a multi, you know, million dollar project, you know, you, you got to have that liquidity. You got to know, you have that reserve set aside that you are in a position that you can ride the storm. Hmm. And, uh, so, you know, th- those are the biggest lessons for me. And then understanding who you're in business with, because I really, you know, I got taken advantage of by a local banker. I got taken advantage of by this construction person. And so, you know, really have to learn those lessons of, you know, first of all, it's my life and my responsibility to know what I'm getting into. And, and so no matter what anybody else thinks or no, no matter what, what I want to do, I have to first understand me and I have to first understand like what the goal is. And then how do I start applying that, that learning, that process to getting after whatever I want. Yeah. Nice. Um, so let's, uh, let's, let's go back, um, kind of, kind of to the top and let's talk about, uh, let's talk about single family real estate. You know, why does that make sense? Why do you like that asset class? Why are, why are you in single family? And also, you know, our investors and our, our listeners are, um, you know, we, we talk about a lot of different things, but, uh, single family portfolio is at the core of a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of wealth building strategies. So, um, you know, why would that make sense for somebody to, to look at it, at building a portfolio of single family homes? Yeah. So, you know, and I, of course I'm a single family guy, like you said. And so of course it's what I like and I love, and I've spent, you know, more than a decade of my life, um, you know, going after it. So, uh, it's, it's not perfect for everybody, but I think for, for people who, you know, for me, I love when I can look at a home and I can, I can, I can see it has curb appeal or I could see, someone living there and uh, I can understand the has four walls on the outside and it has a single roof and it has one air conditioner. And I understand all the components of a home and, and, and anybody who can spend just a few minutes and walk through someplace can figure out what it is. Right. Uh, and then, you know, from the perspective of having, you know, from an, an, uh, an investment side, you know, you can really understand these are easily tradable. So it's, it's the most like kind thing that we can trade in and out. Um, so from, from that standpoint, it's also from a price perspective, it's a very attractive, uh, 
opportunity to get your, your um, investments going in real estate without, you know, you don't have to have millions and millions of dollars like many of these commercial things or have the sophistication of a syndication or you know, anything like that. So, you know, I love single families because you can, you can look at it and understand it in a very simple way. And it is a great investment long-term. The home prices, you know, historically appreciate. And even in non quote unquote appreciating markets, very stable from the, from that perspective of value. And, and then, you know, cash flow. And then of course we have all the things about real estate that are amazing, you know, depreciation, appreciation, cash flow, And then of course, just the long-term wealth, that you can build from these things of having somebody else pay them down. So uh, it's probably a lot of words around why I like single families, but yeah. I, I love the simplicity uh, of what it is and, and, and then it's still very scalable. So um, why Kansas city? What's, you know, what, what's special about Kansas city? Why do you why do you like that market? Why should some, why should an investor consider Kansas city? Absolutely. So there's a couple of things. First of all, go chiefs, uh, go Royals. Um, <laughs> You were so close. I know. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that was, that was, but you know what? We will have a great quarterback for a long while. So yeah, y'all had a really good season. We did for sure. Uh, so I think, so Kansas city's, first of all, it's, it's, you know, dead center in the middle of the United States. So as far as like people, you know, the, the desire, you know, some people talk about like the flyover States. Well, we're the fly into state. There's stuff that gets sent in and out of Kansas city, a lot, lots of hubs. Um, we have a very diverse, uh, perspective as far as like the jobs. So we have, you know, whether it's Cerner with multi, multi-billion dollar contracts, Sprint's headquarters, we have Garmin here, we have H&R Block, um, there's railroads. So you get a, you get a really nice, diverse uh, group of, of people who, uh, who live here. It's also a growing city, which is uh, pretty interesting. So it's 2.35 million is the MSA in Kansas City, and it's, and it's had a nice, steady uh, even growth and it's still on an upwards trend. And then, uh, you know, so those are kind of the economic things when you look at, or the, you know, the, the bigger picture. Uh, the other, the other thing about it is, you know, you look at whether it's entertainment and lifestyle things and, you know, we brought up millennials, which by the way, I'm a millennial by like a year, uh, which is pretty funny. So everybody talks about millennials and I'm like, I'm still here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, um, I, I think that, you know, you look at a lifestyle, you can get around the city. Um, there's lots to do arts, entertainment, you know, um, great colleges. So there's a lot of draws to it. And then, uh, you know, from an investor's perspective, we have one of the few cities where you can still get a legitimate 1% or close to it rent rate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of times we look at other markets, you know, and there's, there's a bunch out there that, you know, maybe you have close to a 1% rent rate, but you also, you know, looking at the taxes then blow those things out as far as your actual rate of return in your cash flow. So, you know, our taxes are right about 1% in Kansas city. And uh, so we have a really, really stable and, and still, you know, massive demand in the, in the rental space. And there's millions of, 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 of properties in the United States. And I think that, you know, we talk about these in these masterminds, but there's still this massive need for uh, housing, right. And especially affordable housing. And so, you know, it delivers affordable housing. It delivers a great city to live in and it delivers uh, an investor really, really, uh, you know, solid returns 
in in an actual appreciating market in the Midwest. Very good. Can you comment to like uh, affordability and also maybe appreciation just over the last few years? Yeah. So I'm not sure I, I exactly understand the affordability question. Um, but from the appreciation we've, we've averaged, uh, in the mid threes over the last number of years, I think four or five years. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the exact statistic, but it has seen a, a consistent And the other thing too. And I love in the book, um, money mastering the game and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, Tony Robbins is talking to the, you know, multiple, you know, multi-billion dollar, you know, guys, Ray Dalio and some others. And then he talks about, you know, what is the first thing you look at in an investment? And this really, this captivated me because it was, it was not like, what's my multiple on my return? It's actually, how do I not lose? You know, how do I not lose? Return, return of capital. <laughs> return of my capital. Right. And so, you know, when you think about that too, Kansas City historically, it's one of those cities that did get hit in the downturn. And of course, I just talked about my story, but we didn't see those massive catastrophic losses like the Floridas and Nevadas and New Yorks and Californias. So it just, it just didn't happen here. And historically, it hasn't happened here. So no. that's the other wonderful thing about it. Very good. So uh, talk about, uh, I know, because we've had this discussion before, uh, you've, you've got some strong opinions on the types of rehabs that you do that may be a little bit different than what other uh, single family guys do for their, for their projects. So, you know, to tell our, tell our listeners kind of your philosophy on how to rehab a house for, you know, either it doesn't matter if they're in state or out of state, but for a real estate investor, how do you like to set them up? Yeah. So it, it really starts with the culture and philosophy of the business. And if you are looking at a turnkey company, you really need to understand that. And what are you actually getting into? And so for us, we, you know, there's so many horror stories of people who had invested in homes that they were told that were quote unquote turnkey. And then they were really, you know, lipstick on a pig in a crappy area with a crappy rehab and become a nightmare. Right. And so for us, we really approached it from the holistic perspective first, which is if it doesn't have a 10 year useful life or more, we fix it or replace it. And, you know, we, we could then go back through that. So what does that mean? Well, it's, you know, roof, windows, HVAC, plumbing, electrical, flooring, you know, the kitchen components, the bathroom, the things that, that, and, and don't forget that you can, just because you, you know, fix all those things, you also have to have a home that people actually want to live in. What a novel idea. So, you know, we see these homes sometimes where people have put, you know, two and three and four, you know, weird additions on a property and then come to find out people don't want to live there, right? So we have to make sure that not only do we approach it from the the place that we are renovating it properly, but we also make sure we get a home that has curb appeal and it looks nice and it has beautiful colors and, and it's a home because ultimately these investments are not about the investor. They're not about me as a turnkey provider. They're not about the property management company, although they're very important. It's actually about the tenant. Because if you don't have a tenant who's paying, then it, then then you don't have an investment. <laughs> so, um, you know, we, we really start, you know, go through that whole gamut and make sure that we we're looking at all components of it. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. So, uh, Nathan, do you have a, I always like to ask our, our guests if you have a, a favorite quote or a favorite book that you'd like to share with our listeners? Absolutely. I'd I'd love to share both. So um, I actually wrote it down because otherwise I'd screw it up. So um, this is a Jerry Rice quote and one that hangs in my office and uh, one that I talk to my team about all the time. So it goes like this quote, 
Uh, today I will do what others won't. So tomorrow I can accomplish what others can't. Hmm. And I just love that quote. And I'm Jerry Rice was a extremely successful um, yeah, NFL player. And then as far as the book is concerned, um, I'm an avid reader and I try to read, you know, two or three books a month. And uh, so it's hard for me to pick sometimes, but there's a, probably the biggest impact uh, for me has been a book called uh, Go Giver. And uh, it's by Bob Berg. And uh, he, the book, you know, is a story about the experience of a sales guy and he's trying to figure out why he's not, you know, meeting his quota and, and he's, and he's, he meets these different people who just, you know, really change the paradigm at which he looks at and changes his experience of how you um, look at people. And ultimately, and I, I always get this quote wrong. Of course I had to write the other one down so I wouldn't get it wrong, but, you know, basically saying, you know, the amount of income you receive is in direct proportionate to how much you help others. And, you know, I've really, really taken that to heart. And in our business, we have four core values, which are, you know, core values for a business are inward facing, but their leadership, generosity, integrity, and drive. And so, you know, not only do we have to have the leadership in every seat uh, and we're taking care of those clients, but we have the generosity to, you know, how are we helping our clients learn about real estate and how are we helping them grow and learn as the investors? Because ultimately they're successful and they understand what they're doing and they understand how to invest and we do a good job of that, then they're going to be successful. And of course, in turn, we're successful. Yeah. Love it. Uh, I say it all the time, educated investors, safe investors. So it really comes down to that education and that's a big part of everything that we do. So appreciate you sharing that. So Nathan, let's talk about uh, freedom. Uh, on the front side, we talk about freedom a little bit and then a little bit of legacy on the back side, on our members only side, but you know, what is, uh, what is, what does freedom mean to you? You know, freedom starts with, uh, the capacity to be enjoying your life. Uh, it's about understanding the gifts that you have and the gifts that you've been given and then being able to actually utilize them and then explore them in your life. And so, you know, that might be, you know, spending time in the afternoon, like tomorrow or Valentine's days this week, you know, so my wife and I are talking about how we're going to take the kids out and go do something fun. And, uh, you know, freedom is not just about having money. It's about actually taking the time. And so I think a lot of times we think about this freedom number and it's important, right? So to understand what we have and what we can retire on. And, uh, I was literally just on a flight, you know, yesterday sitting in first class and this guy is, you know, probably owns a million dollar home, but he doesn't have that much in retirement. Right. And, and so when I think about that's not freedom, right? That's terror because you don't, that you, you, you don't, you have this lifestyle, but you haven't, uh, built around the things that you needed to build around and buttress your life to go actually enjoy the freedom of it. And so, you know, for me, it's, it's putting those things into place. It's taking care of your wills and trusts. It's, it's telling your wife, you love her every, every day. And, you know, uh, telling your kids, making, taking that time. And so in, and even if you aren't at the place you want to be financially or otherwise, freedom is also making the decision to go do what you need to do and want to do now. And not in a, in a crazy way, but in a, in a way that says, Hey, I might not be able to take my family to, you know, whatever vacation yet, um, or, or buy that, you know, second home and, 
the south of France or, you know, Florida or whatever it is, but we're going to go travel and we're going to enjoy it. We're going to take this time together. So it's a, it's a big thing for me. And I, I love the question. Yeah. Perfect. Well said. Well, uh, Nathan, don't go anywhere. We're going to go over to our private side for our clients only on the backside, but, uh, uh, thank you for being here to all of our listeners. Uh, thank you for listening to the high speed podcast for our clients. We're going to, we're going to roll over onto the backside and we're going to, we're going to continue, continue this conversation, uh, with Nathan. we got, we got a lot of good stuff on the backside, but, uh, Nathan, I'll give you the, the last word for the public side on the front. Any, any, any last comment? Hey, you know, I just want to say thank you for having me on. And uh, if we can be helpful or, uh, you know, learn any more about Bridge Turnkey, it's just bridgeturnkey.com. And uh, I'm also on Facebook. So you can check, uh, check out my company and myself and connect there as well. So thanks for having me on. I almost forgot to ask you uh, if our listeners want to get in touch with you. I'm sorry. So, but uh, anything else you want to add to that? We'll put it in the show notes, uh, the website and contact. And the best way for them to get in touch with you is what? Yep. Bridgeturnkey.com and, uh, you know, Facebook just under Nathan Brooks. And, uh, and again, you know, thank you for having me on. And I think that these conversations are important and, you know, one of the things, the best things you can do is go sit down with your spouse or your parents or your kids and talk about those things. And, And actually, you know, my kids are eight and five and we talk about buying houses at home. And we, we, we want to have those conversations. We want them to be inspired. We want them to ask questions. We want them to learn and just enjoy that whole process. So, Yeah, very good. Well, thanks for being here, Nathan. Uh, thanks for listening to High Speed Podcast. We'll see you guys soon. Hi, this is Dr. Forrest Bryant, and I want to thank you for listening to the High Speed Podcast. Uh, we want to remind you that the information we share on this show is impersonal and only our opinion. You should not take impersonal advice and apply it to your own situation without discussing this information with us or with another licensed professional uh, that's familiar with your situation. Um, Our opinions are just that, and this show is for education only. Uh, This is in no way a solicitation or offer to sell any securities or other types of investments. So thank you and uh, have a great day. You've been listening to the High Speed Podcast. To read our blog and to learn more, visit our website at www.highspeedpodcast.com.